Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Marketing in Times of Recovery. The podcast has changed its name as I really don't think you can operate in a state of flux for over a year, and recovery really feels like where it's at at the moment. So, I am your host, uh, Iowa Bass. Uh, I'm a built environment marketing consultant, and I basically deliver strategy, content, and campaigns for companies who are in the built environment and who really want to do something different and stand out from the crowd. Today, it's April the 29th, 2021, and my guest is the lovely Vivi Kamala Kala, who is the marketing person at architectural firm Jessica and Wiles. In our discussion, we talk about their practice and the fact that they're an employee-owned trust, how they tackle digital marketing and social media and their approach to events. We also look at our mutual love for all things career development related by Amazing If. If you're a regular listener to the show, make sure you subscribe so you never miss out on an episode and help us to spread the word. Anyway, now let's get on with listening to the interview with Vivi. Enjoy. Hi, Vivi. Um, thanks so much and welcome to the show. So, can you give me a brief intro to who you are and what your role is at Jessica and Wild? Yes. So, my name is Vivi Karomakala and I look after marketing and communications at employee-owned architecture and interior design firm, Jessica and Wiles. Um, my role at the practice is quite varied. Um, not one day is the same. You can probably attest to that, being a fellow marketer. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. One of my core values as a professional is variety. So I appreciate that the role that I'm in at the moment is providing me with that. So in terms of day-to-day responsibilities, I look after traditional marketing activities, promoting the practice and our services through high quality messaging maintaining a marketing calendar for activities and marketing material, um, digital marketing as well, covering social media as well as website and email marketing, award submissions, um, project photography and videography, virtual and hopefully, fingers crossed, in-person events in the future. Um, I also look after memberships and um, PR and media relations alongside an external um, PR consultant. (laughs) Wow, I'd like to say that's a really easy role. And, <laughs> and I, I'm sure you can do that in your sleep. I was like, that's just huge. Um, so I guess, you know, what really struck me was actually you said about the employee owned when you were introducing the firm. Is that a really yeah. important part of the firm? Yeah, I think it's really part of our, yeah, it's really part of our values and kind of um, um, the way we see ourselves, the way we treat each other, you know, it's um, very much um, runs as part of the ethos of the practice. Um, Not many architecture, I mean, there's not many employee-owned architecture firms out there. um, So we're really proud to have been one of the first, you know, um, way back then. (laughs) Yeah, um, I mean, I know a few, like, mate, makes one isn't it makes um, one yeah that's right formation architects are, but yeah. there are actually more practices starting to look at that as a kind yes. of model going forward which I think yes. is quite ha- um, important in terms of succession planning and and all of that kind of stuff and feeling part of something as exactly. well as belonging. exactly it's that feeling of belonging you've yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> 
and also I'm going to pick up on something else you said you said about your own employee core values can you tell me more yeah. about that yeah so I'm all into you know career development and you know um, really trying to be attuned with um, kind of what my strengths are and what I can get better at and so one of the things I've identified is um, you know that I I really thrive in in roles that provide variety and you know that chop and change and I think marketing because um, it's ever-changing I mean we've just seen with you know the whole lockdown um, and yep. you know everything being pushed suddenly pushed to digital um, you know I really appreciate that and I feel as if yeah that's kind of where my strength lies <laughs> and I have seen online that you talk to the amazing you talk about the amazing amazing if Helen Tupper yes exactly <laughs> I love that organization yeah yeah and um yeah it's actually based on their book the squiggly career <laughs> where they we'll talk, talk about you. <laughs> have you read that have you read that book yeah. I've got it upstairs I oh, have excellent. and also I've been I've seen Sarah speak at a couple of events as well yeah yeah they're yeah, great I, for career development yeah 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 exactly <laughs> <laughs> they've got amazing and informative podcasts as well yeah you're right <laughs> see I still here um so <laughs> in terms of transitioning out of lockdown how's it been coming out of the I guess the phase lockdown that we're all kind of coming out of at the moment has that changed anything what you're doing marketing wise or uh, how have you found it yeah so um it's a real kind of road to recovery isn't it um yeah. right now um, so I actually returned to the practice following my maternity leave after lockdown two. <laughs> so it's been a real learning curve. Since oh my then. God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I really hit the ground running, especially as most things turn digital. I mean, one of the first things that I did was um, engage in a virtual, a virtual event um, <laughs> as part of the builds network, um, which yeah. was really, really interesting. But yeah, it's, basically been a real transition back into digital um, and really kind of making that a real focus in our marketing plans going forwards. And how much digital did you do before all the kind of lockdown yeah. kind of the past year I guess was it a big part or was it more face-to-face -face? and how that transition how have you found it yeah I would say it was um still you know a big part of our our plans we we um were still very active on our social media channels as well um but I feel the main difference has been the events turning digital we're quite a sociable um office so we really love a good event or two <laughs> and so you know obviously having a studio space that accommodated that and not being able to to use that and instead you know move into the virtual space was a real exercise um but yes fingers crossed hopefully you know as you know lockdown is easing and we're looking forward to kind of you know just on the road to recovery and um yeah, hopefully in-person events will return soon in some form. Do you, reckon, <laughs> do you think that's something you'll be doing this year? Or do you have a kind of, or you just kind of wait and see and see what happens? Yeah, um, I mean, we do keep a, a marketing um, kind of uh, calendar um, where we we speak to a lot of our stakeholders. And right now um, we worked on um, the Pitts Hanger Manor and Gallery um, project, okay. which is a museum and cultural venue um, in Ealing, originally created 
created by Sir John Soen, and it's been a 10-year labor of love for our practice as oh, we wow. yeah, we worked on the restoration and launched it back in 2019. Now they've been up and down with you know lockdown um yeah. and the whole pandemic, but they're looking forward to reopening on the 27th of May. Um now what that's gonna look like we both you know don't know it's kind of like wait and see but um the exhibition is going to be a year-long exhibition called um Soan Restored um which we're proud to be sponsoring and so oh. hopefully we can get an event you know um together um around that uh possibly before the end of the year maybe next year you know Playing it by ear. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? <laughs> I go, do you know what? I think the whole thing at the moment is it's just flexibility, isn't it? You have to just be open to it. Exactly. And, and not get upset by it. It's exactly. just like you're building in uncertainty. Yeah. That's 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 the plan right now is like building uncertainty and, and then just roll with the punches, right? I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling with the punches. So, <laughs> So what's the kind of practice set up for marketing? Is, is, do you work with anyone else or is it mainly you and you've got a few consultants you work with? How, does, how do you work? Yeah, so right now um, it's just myself and a director in charge of marketing. Um, but we also yeah. have an in-house graphic designer who I work really closely with. Um, yeah. Um, and as well as that, we have a working communication group internally, which consists of architects and interior designers who work in our um, different sectors, which kind of helps close the communication loop, as it were, um, and yeah. encourages wider practice um, involvement. Uh, for me, marketing has always been a collective exercise. So I really appreciate, you know, having the architects, the interior designers involved in the process as well. Yeah. And I guess they um, feed you stories because it's always projects are always exactly. changing, aren't they? Yes. And it's so hard to know what's going on in the practice. <laughs> exactly. You're there going, you never told me this happened. <laughs> well, you find out me. on the day an, an hour before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you're like, why didn't you tell me? We could have done so much. Um, <laughs> so no, it's, it's great that you've got that set up. And in terms of Jessica and Wiles, everyone's quite positive about marketing, aren't they? From from what I know, I mean, in terms of the culture of the practice and how it works. Yeah, we try. Like? Yeah, we try and get people involved. Um, you know, it's it's all about that, and hence why having this communication group has been quite important to have people involved in the process. And also, um, I find with architects, you know. Um, having them think about marketing early on in their design, you know, because, you know, uh, they also need to think about the outputs of the project, whether it's, you know, the project images or even capturing pr the process. Um, for example, I work um, closely. We've got an in-house maker um, called Luca. He's brilliant. And um, yeah. we work quite closely to, to uh, make sure that we capture um, some of the things that he's working on for projects um, in order to, aid the marketing effort <laughs> you know further down the, the line so I do have content and um, lots of lovely images um, and collateral that I can push out there. <laughs> and how do you kind of work in terms of social me media and digital I mean what's your kind of approach how do you tackle things what do you share? Oh yeah so social media <laughs> is can be such a huge effort you know um, but what I find with um, social media is that consistency is key that's <laughs> what yeah. I've you know over the years it's what I've learned and um firstly one of the things that we asked ourselves as a practice was which channels our clients and collaborators are most likely to be using 
Um, yeah. You know, you don't want to spread yourself too thin. Um, you want to go to where your clients are already. Um, so there are so many social media channels that you can be on. Um, but we've identified yeah. that our core market is primarily, um, they primarily use LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, um, and each channel for very different purposes too. Um, as a practice, we try not to get caught up with the vanity metrics, you know, the number of followers and, you know, all the numbers <laughs> that are... <laughs> How many do you have? Exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> that conversation. <laughs> but instead... I know. You know, we try to concentrate on um, engagement instead, you know, looking at those kind of numbers. Um, our main focus is because uh, we have a lot of international clients and projects. Yeah. Um, social media has proved to be super valuable in connecting bridges. So we try to focus on nurturing relationships, interacting with our online community rather than, you know, the number of followers. <laughs> and has that been working, I guess, especially as, as we've had to, I guess we've been locked down for quite a long time. Really. We have been, we have been. But I feel as if it's a way of keeping in touch with um, all of our consultants and clients. And that's something that's that's quite valuable, isn't it? And did you take your events online as well or, or how did they go? Because you had an events program and things like that. Yeah. So that was that was the big push, isn't it? <laughs> the big change. No. Um, so a lot of our events got pushed um, to becoming more virtual, um, you know, using Zoom. Um, we have longstanding relationships with industry organisations such as Open City and New London Architecture. We're involved in quite yeah. a few mentoring programmes as well. And these all had yeah, to go so online. That, yeah. yeah. So they all had to, to turn virtual. Um, but, you know, going forward, so we're excited for what's to come, hopefully with more in-person events with these kind of types of organisations. And did you find, mm. I mean, some some organisations have found going online has given them more reach and impact. I mean, what did you find? Like yeah. more people, you, you can touch more people or... Yeah, I feel, I feel it's quite difficult to judge, isn't it? <laughs> but generally... Yeah, you know, no, it really is. It's a, different, yeah, it's a different feeling. It's a different feeling. But generally, I mean, having a look at the metrics, um, you know, the number of people that attend and um, people who share and engage with our posts, I, I feel it has increased slightly um, yeah. to say, you know, the year before, which is promising um, because I, I feel as if, you know, virtual and digital um, in some shape or form is here to stay, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think it is. I think there's going to be a hybrid of even though you're doing it in person, exactly. what elements will be taken virtually or, you know, you might record it or, you know, I think there's going to be more, you're going to think more wildly and more, more I guess, holistically yeah. about the whole thing in terms of an event and what and what can be done, which is, which is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Completely, completely. So what kind of campaigns and plans do you have lined up for the rest of the year, apart from your event? or your new gallery that's yes. open, fingers crossed. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so alongside the kind of um, exhibition that we have planned with uh, um, Pitts Hanger Manor and Gallery, so in restored exhibition, um, we've also trying to organise a couple of walking tours. We're real fans of walking tours <laughs> around some of our yeah some of our London projects and obviously you know COVID secure COVID um, compliant um you know playing it by ear but it would be great to to host some of these tours around um some of our housing projects in London um yeah, yeah so looking forward to that fingers crossed <laughs> 
But I think that's going to be, that's such a lovely idea. And mm. it's so simple. And I kind of, yeah. I, I mean, that's one of the practical things that have come out of this, isn't it? I think it was Fosters that kind of did a kind of yeah. walking tours for children and stuff like that around yeah. their projects, which I thought was just a really lovely idea. And it's like, actually, that's stuff we can do right now. So yeah. it's making the best of that. Exactly. And I think a, another great thing about walking tours is that it involves um, people across the practice. So you can have two or three, you know, architects, interior designers, you know, um, architects architectural assistants help with the the um, organizing of the tour speaking about their role in the project you know um and the project as a whole so it's definitely a collective exercise that's lovely it's really really mm. nice um so at the moment i guess at the moment there are lots of kind of spin-off practices new people starting out in the architectural world i mean what yeah. kind of advice do you think you give to them if they're gonna you know if you're starting from scratch marketing wise what would you say to a new practice do you think oh that's what can they learn great. from you guys oh what can they learn um that's a great <laughs> question i think the first thing that comes to mind is um formulate a marketing plan or a marketing you know calendar of some sort that includes several different strategies for cross promotion including yeah. most importantly a digital strategy i feel um but the one thing to remember especially for you know practices starting out is that a marketing plan isn't written in stone um it's ever in flux so take a flexible approach <laughs> and revisions yeah. you know revisions to the core plan is normal and it's a part of the marketing process you know the most important part of you know having a plan is to revisit it and to um, review the plan regularly so that's that's one tip I, I would say for yeah emerging practices <laughs> make a plan yeah make a plan <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it's like when i set up for myself last year it's like i made my plan in february i had to rip it up in march yeah. um, <laughs> this is very much a nature of a plan <laughs> we can't forget and, and that not, no and not get too upset about it and go, mm. okay yeah all those events i was gonna get and see you plan. it's not happening is yeah it? yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so i was kind of when i was doing my research on jessica and wilds yeah. i thought oh look it was my birthday last week and I'd like Ooh. to say I you know I'm also born in 1977 Ooh. when you guys were founded <laughs> <laughs> happy belated by the way <laughs> thank you and um I was just wondering like so in terms mm. of newer firms and more established firms like Jessica's do you think there was a difference in terms of how people tackle their marketing and what they need to be known for or oh is there a difference um I feel as if I guess one of the main challenges that we have as a practice is staying relevant can be quite a, a challenge. Um, yep. So right now, you know, in the age of, uh, you know, 30 under 30 lists and 40 under 40 lists and celebrating, you know, <laughs> for youth. Celebrating youth. <laughs> I was like, I'm 44 now, this oh, doesn't work. <laughs> just missed the boat. I've missed so many boats. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah established practices like ours we need to be adaptable don't we and we need to stay engaged with the industry so um i feel as if one one advantage can be seen as um i don't know tapping into relationships that have been years and years in the making um yeah. can be seen as you know one thing and i guess for more newer firms it's establishing those relationships quite early on isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And obviously, I said to you that um, before that, you know, I met Jessica and Miles when I worked at Connorsby, which is probably a good 20 years ago now. So, you're, mm. yeah, it's that kind of thing of those relationships have stood the test of time, yes. you know, and all of that kind of stuff. So, absolutely, I think it's, it is a big advantage. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So one mm-hmm. of the things that you are, you're the chairperson for the Architecture Marketing Ooh, Forum. Yes, I am. Why, <laughs> why did you do that? Why did you get involved and what is it? Yeah. So um, yes, I'm a, a chairperson. I'm part of a small committee um, who chair the Architecture Marketing Forum. And it's something that I got involved in about three years ago now. Um, and Architecture Marketing Forum is a networking group for um, professionals working within architecture and um, design practices. It's a forum that provides a relaxed and friendly environment. And that's one of the main reasons why I got involved in it, especially in my role at Jessica Wells, where I'm kind of the only you know sole marketing person in the practice (laughs) it's good to have you know you know company um and peer-to-peer discussions and exchange of ideas and the forum really provided that for me yeah yeah no, and it's cool because I'm I'm on the committee for Build Up, which has a yes. similar remit. Yes, I love but Build Up. But you're, abs- <laughs> but you're absolutely right, and it is that thing of I can have marketing conversations Literally. with people, like, <laughs> and they understand when you're the only person in the practice, and everyone looks at you and goes, "Huh?" Yeah, literally. <laughs> and at the Architecture Marketing Forum, um, so we meet virtually every month. Well, it used to be in person, um, but yeah. we invite industry speakers, and I think that's a valuable um a part of the the forum. It's a great way to. Um, um, mingle with individuals in the in the same sector, like you said, and um, yeah. <laughs> if people would like to join, <laughs> do send I'll put a link in the show notes. <laughs> Literally, <worry>. yes. <laughs> Io will put a link, um, or you could. I will do. Yeah, yeah. Or you could send, you know, an invitation request to um, our LinkedIn group, um, which you can find by searching Architecture Marketing Forum um, on LinkedIn. <laughs> There you go. That's a good plug. Um, so um, in terms of my final two questions, so are there any kind of particular companies that you admire the way that they tackle their marketing and why? Can be within the industry, can be outside the industry. I know there's another world. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so who do you like? Based on our conversation, I'm going to mention them again because they deserve a second mention. It's amazing if. Um, so oh. the career development company, yeah. And so their USP is um, uh, making work better for everyone. And I feel they do this absolutely brilliantly using a variety of marketing strategies, um, including going big on digital. Um, So I really admire their marketing methods as they're super present on their social media channels and they've really connected with their audience Um, and they show that they're super invested too. Um, I feel as if architecture firms can learn a lot from their marketing techniques as they've revealed that um, one of the things that they've revealed is um, the key question that they ask before putting out any type of content online is how can this be useful to our audience? And I think it's a question that, you know, uh, we, we can all, you we know, all do. we all yeah, need yeah, to yeah. do that before putting out content or before, you know, engaging or putting out high quality messaging, whether it's on social media, on our website, you know, any yeah. other marketing yeah, avenue. <laughs> And also their graphic design is beautiful. Oh, like, honestly, that's gorgeous. Is... <laughs> <laughs> I love it because it's like, I am a fan too. Yeah. And what also, I think it's the amount of content they put out. Mm. It's a lot. It's a lot. To do the week, they do the weekly podcast. Yeah. They do, and they also put lots of resources and stuff yeah. around it. And you're like, that's a lot of content to yeah. produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But each and every single piece of content is useful. And it's something 
something that you can yeah. always park, you know, at a later date, whether it's, you know, one of their, I don't know, they're doing pod sheets at the moment. So one of their sheets, yeah. you know, to, to help with your career development in future and stuff like that. And I feel as if, um, you know, the industry, the architecture industry could, could you know, learn from the take, you know, uh, a few key learnings from from useful content. <laughs> There's plenty. I, that's that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because mm. I guess a lot of what they do is they break things down into little chunks, don't they? Yes. You bite those chunks and they and they use it that way. And actually, when you think about it, we probably don't do that as an industry. Mm, yeah, and it can be because quite, that's what they do, isn't yes, it? Exactly. And as an industry, we can be quite jargon heavy. Um, so I feel as if you know, looking at who our audiences are and tailoring it to them. You know, whether or not you're a small architecture firm that specialise in you know home renovation. You know, maybe speak to your customer, yeah. see how they you know find. Maybe they'll find it useful if you break down some of your website project pages into bite-sized chunks you know um and likewise if you're a larger firm you know think about you know the clients the stakeholders how they communicate and how they appreciate information too yeah and I always I I, I, if I have like brainstorming sessions with people I always say what what questions are people asking you Mm. because actually that's that is your content yeah is that you know those questions where they're like actually when do I need to pay you or how does <laughs> exactly. it work or it is all yeah. of that stuff the practical elements because, yeah which everyone's like oh that's not interesting it's like that's what you get asked all the time exactly like, that's the stuff that people worry about but yeah I guess we don't do that as much but you're mm. absolutely right I love this stuff mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Off <with> me now. <laughs> okay so on to my final question so what one tip would you give to a business leader looking to make the most of their marketing going forward Oh, great question. One tip. Um, So I would say, especially, you know, now be adaptable, (laughs) be adaptable to the times because times are changing and, (laughs) you know, it's, um, yeah, it's always great to have that kind of versatility and yeah, that mindset of adaptability. (laughs) I think that's a brilliant thing to end on. Thank you so much for your time and for coming on the show, Vivi. Thank you so much, Ayo, for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of Marketing in Times of Recovery. And I'm your host, Ayo Abbas. If you want to find out more about the bi-weekly show, do check out the show notes, which will give you more information about who the guests are and all the things we've covered. Uh, And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on an episode. Until next time. Bye.